than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666-mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal Mayhem! All right, man. What's up, Chris? Same shit. Different day. You got that shit right. We got a special bonus episode for you people today. We are. We're doing a little bonus episode uh, that we thought you guys would dig. We've talked about it before, but we did an interview. Uh, Chris Kovacs, CK, and I did the first, the first three-way one, yeah. Skype we tried, and it worked really well with Felipe Balalcazar, who did the Death by Metal Death by Metal DVD, which is fucking amazing. Yeah, the story of death and the band Death and Chuck. Shoulder yeah, and how and... death metal became death metal. It's pretty awesome yeah. stuff. So if you dig that sort of thing, you got to check it out. And we're going to talk, uh, you'll hear uh, with Felipe about it. And Hell yeah. We played part of this in an episode ago uh, where we featured death. Um, I think it was last episode. But we knew we couldn't play the whole thing. It's like 25 right, minutes right. long. And Felipe was a really great interview, so I thought, with Chris and I both thought, you know, that this be would be cool awesome, yeah. to do as a bonus. So Just listen up. Yeah, check it out. All right, I'd like to welcome Felipe Balalcazar, a writer, director, producer, cinematographer, and a fellow true metalhead. That's the most important Felipe was a part of the Metal Evolution series. Uh, he's done many other projects. He's recently put out an incredible documentary on the band Death called Death by Metal. I've also got Chris Kovacs on the line with us doing this interview to help me on Skype. So, Felipe, thank you for doing this interview all the way from Toronto, Canada. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're doing, doing good. good, man. We've been jamming this new DVD. I can't take it out of my player, man. I've watched it three so, times, I think. It's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, I, lo- I love it. It, it. It's a great job, especially for um, – I've been looking forward to for this coming out for a couple of years when I heard you were doing it. So to actually see it come to fruition and, and have it in my hand and watch it, it, it's a great job. Awesome. Thank you. I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah, it was a uh, long, long two years, but uh, it was all worth it, you know? Yeah. So, so Felipe, um, what I want to ask is, what drew you to the, the documentary on Chuck and Death? And um, were you always a fan of death metal slash the, the band Death? Um, was I always a fan? No. I mean, you know, we all kind of get into metal in our different ways, right? Um, so I, I came, I came into it. Aside from you know the usual Iron Maiden type of thing, Iron Maiden, Metallica, blah blah blah. Um, I came into it from like the melodic power metal, even prog things. Uh, like I've been a fan of Rush since I was, since I pretty much started getting into heavier music. You know, I love uh, other like, I guess here they call it like Euro metal. You know, from Hammerfall to Stratovarius to like all kind like, you know, Rhapsody, all those things. 
So I came into it uh, just wanting to or looking for heavier things. Uh, thrash was good, you know, and then that sort of starts leading you. I ended up in like in Possessed and then Death sort of kept coming up, especially after coming into like Sados and things, right? Um, and then we did the uh, Extreme Metal episode and, and everything, because of all the research, everything sort of made sense when you listen to it. You know, and and then on top of that, I was able to meet all these guys. Well, a big no, a good number of them. So the idea kept being <laughs> floated around. You know, wouldn't it be great to have a movie? And yeah, well, I was by that point a fan uh, coming into death from like sort of the later albums, working my way back. Um, and... And then, yeah, like once the Extreme Metal episode was finished, we just, I gave Eric a call and we started the movie. That was two and a bit years ago. It's just that doing it, you know, crowdfunded and basically when you don't have a full office, production office to, to back you, it, things can take a bit of time. So it took us it took us a while, but but yeah, no, it's it's out finally. Yeah, it was, it's definitely well worth it in the end. You know, I, like I said, it, it's, it's an awesome documentary. Um, then I also want to ask you, you know, I, I know Chuck's family is very protective of his legacy. When you were interviewing them, were, was there anything that you couldn't talk about? Um, no, uh, it was a great interview. It was um, It was one of the more difficult interviews that I've done, not because of what we were talking about, but because of who we were talking about and what what I ultimately wanted to to do in the film and I you know this is a movie about Chuck and so I wanted to be able to show him as more than this mythical guy that you sort of see online you know like everybody talk about the godfather of death metal or whatever I wanted to like show he's he was a guy like you and i right so that it's it's a fine line to walk and try and get the answers that you feel are fitting with uh or not fitting because it's not like you're trying to to rewrite it's just that you want to tell a story through what they're saying and you have to make it all set make sense and everything else um so it was basically that you no know, just just preparing and, and coming up with with the questions to to do that one uh but there was never uh you know don't talk about this or we don't rather not talk about that you know so there was uh, long interviews each interview took about an hour an hour and a half that was that was the the average so i mean a lot of it obviously didn't make it into the film because of you know <laughs> lots of um sometimes and you know how interviews go right and and i just want to show like the the best like the highlights of it basically i'm not here to sell a multi-dvd box set <laughs> <laughs> i thought the family stuff was great and i i was gonna ask you did you have any trouble getting the former musicians that played with chuck to be involved i mean i can imagine with him being who he was that it wouldn't have been but i just how was that to pull all those guys together? Um, well, it was great. Um, everybody was very open to both to be interviewed and to tell their story. Um, it was just a matter of making the time 
fit sometimes you know what i mean like because sometimes in my like i'm in canada so we would have to travel every time or wait for somebody to come around on tour um you know to keep costs <laughs> low um so that was that was the only trick and then the other thing is that um there were very specific people that that i wanted to talk to because uh you know chuck worked with a lot of people but he also had very close friends uh and as anyone else knows when you you know friends you have friends that stay for your lifetime there are friends that are your good buddies for like a while and then move away or move apart or whatever but you still sort of have a connection so i wanted to get those people to tell the story it's easy to to just get you know a bunch of authors and journalists and well, this is what it was, and I was sort of there when I was a teenager, and you know, I wrote a book about it. So here's what it is. But uh, when you, if you sort of use that as a use that as a guideline, what the quote unquote eggheads will say uh, on their books and stuff, and then you color it or you bring in to texture all the personal experiences of these close friendships, you you get a little bit beyond. Like it, we're not looking to do classic albums here. You know what I mean? Which is what I feel <laughs> some people might have wanted. Which it has, you know, it's got its own merits. It's not like there's any less to it. Um, but I wanted to to show this this guy that had all these things, this music in his head, and it, it, he was just, like, bashing it out. You know what I mean? Not how we recorded. Because all those questions, a lot of those questions were asked. I mean, it's not like I, I went out of my way not to include any of the. But sometimes it just doesn't lend itself for the story, you know, like you can be talking about like uh, this, you know, uh, intense personal struggle. And then all you can't all of a sudden just or at least it's not prefer good writing to just like all of a sudden jump into something like, well, you know, and then for uh, individual thought patterns, we used uh, this equipment and then this is how we mic the drums. And like, it's cool. But then you go like, wait a minute, what? Exactly. <laughs> I had to share something with you, uh, Felipe, watching the DVD, and it, it, it angered me, actually, because of something in my personal life. Mm -hmm. I had received a letter, and I know this is going to sound crazy, and you may not believe me because you don't know me, but I'm telling you it happened. I received a mm -hmm. letter in when I lived in Connecticut uh, before I moved out to the uh, Midwest. I was in a, a progressive metal band, and... I got a letter from somebody from Florida that ordered a demo tape we had in one of the zines back in the day. This would have been in mm -hmm. the mid-'80s. Um, okay. And I got this letter from this guy that said he loved you know, the band and he like put three bucks in there to get the demo or something, and he said he was starting his own band and it was going to be called Death. And he signed the letter Evil Chuck. And I thought to myself, that's kind of odd. Like the band, like naming it Death, to me it seems silly because it's just so simple, you know? Because back then, yeah. you know, bands. Are... <laughs> and I had that letter for years. And then, of course, I knew who it was later, but not at the time. Well, I had this in a shoebox filled with letters from back then when people actually wrote letters to bands. And. My wife threw it away at some oh, point. No. Yes. At some point during these moves that I've made out here. And I thought as I watched the DVD of 
how cool would that have been if I could have somehow got the letter to these guys doing this documentary? Because it really showed his passion for it in this. I remember the letter distinctly. And I thought, no one will ever believe me because I don't have the damn letter, but I swear I did. And he signed it Evil Chuck. And I read a death bio years later where it mentioned that that was what he went by. And I'm like, I knew that that I thought that was him, but that kind of cinched it. (laughs) But then she threw it away. So I can't prove it, Felipe, but I I swear it happened. No, but, I, I, I can I can vouch for you, Pete. I remember years ago you talking about it. Oh, so I'm sick over it because that would have been such a cool keepsake to have. But mm. but anyway, Chris, yeah. I know you had another question for Felipe. Yeah, hi, Felipe. Um, I know when Chuck got sick, his family, him and his family, went through a lot of financial issues with health insurance. And I know I remember reading about it and that it was an issue where he almost didn't get treatment because of it. Was there any reason why maybe that wasn't including it in the film? Was it like time constraints or it just didn't fit? Uh, yeah, I think it just didn't fit because I, by the point that, well, I mean, by from day one when we started and, and this whole mission of making Chuck as a, well, presenting him in a human light as opposed to how a lot of fans are remembering him now younger fans now too so it's sort of understandable but i i wanted to show you know like a, a guy and and for one i don't know if it's <laughs> canadian politeness or what but i felt bad just you know point blank asking like say his sister so beth ann tell me about the insurance problems you know what i mean for one and yeah and then for another uh i think it just would detract from from this story not to not that we're looking to capitalize on his suffering or anything but uh you can also just not say he's like well yeah so this happened and then he died so it was a personal struggle it would be great i've you know one of the my i guess goals for the movie is if somebody watches it and go like wow you know i don't know what i would do if i was in those shoes because i thought about it a lot maybe because i was like you know, editing and you're watching and absorbing this every day that I thought about it. I was like, holy crap, like crazy. Um, and that's, uh, so when, when it's out of that, when you're looking at it like that, the, the other details, it's not that they're not important. It's just that they don't, there's, you know, you're running out of space and you're like frame here to fit things. Understandable. I, yeah. I see that. Yeah. I was going to ask you, um, how the Death by Metal film has been received, if you've gotten any press so far or reactions from fans. I mean, what's the what's been the uh, the response? Well, um, response is great from the fans. I mean, you know, there are the usual haters, but what's that's there to be expected. Uh, if you go on, especially on Instagram, Instagram has been, there's been a lot, like just searched out the tag death by metal and uh, a lot of people with their disc a lot of people like saying very positive things about it it's great to see that uh most fans out there seem to like this seems to resonate with them and in different levels you know not just like oh wow it's a good movie but the whole trying to show chuck as uh, this regular guy who 
just you know had all these ideas and and he was able to put them down and for us to enjoy uh, i think that's getting across so that's great you know that's that's all, all you want in terms of press it's you know well we interviewed albert modrian and the for the movie and before that i had interviewed him for metal evolution uh the extreme metal thing so uh you can't you can't go higher than decibel magazine you know raving raving about your movie a number of times so you go like you know i mean it's like high quality problem to have when you go like well who you always want to know what you're up to knows who else do you tell really <laughs> and is there going to be any kind of like in a, or have you already had like a big screening or some sort of event or musicians getting together anything like that um, in the works well it would be awesome to to do like an event where musicians get together and the trick is that it's very difficult to arrange uh now uh, screenings uh, there's been a bunch so the it took out of the three years of production two were actual traveling editing you know clicking on things the last year so the third year was 100 percent paperwork paperwork for releases paperwork for rights paperwork for a lot of stuff so during that year um so that's you know when if you had a production office you have other people doing those things for you so it wouldn't take a year yeah but, it's like uh, doing this podcast there's just two of us so you know it's yeah. like you wish you had an engineer and like people doing facebook and stuff for you but yeah you're doing it all yourself it's tough so and yeah so in that year we i had basically did uh festival circuit if you want to call it um i i couldn't travel to that because there's expensive so we sent the movie out the way this works for people that don't know is that you uh there are uh sort of social networks i guess like one's called film freeway and you sign up your movie and you have to make a whole legit profile like imdb type thing and upload a screener and the whole bit and then all of the film festivals around the world like all of them um are on this thing so you start looking you know sending that's why we could send it everywhere we saw sent this movie to film any film festival that was about metal or rock or music documentary or whatever that would take us we sent it um also expensive to do because all of this uh um subscribe like submission stuff has submission fees and and not all of it is in well the u.s dollar right but we're in canada so you know more expense um so we sent it obviously death being um, an american band and uh, the u.s having a lot of uh music film festivals about all kinds of things just music film festivals um we sent it to a lot but uh oddly enough the only place that accepted it was orlando uh out of yeah out of i mean i'm not gonna start dropping names because that's i don't believe in that but out of a lot of places big and small the only place that accepted was orlando whereas for the european festivals we sent it to one and everyone else invited us in they said don't worry about the submission don't worry about so and so told us about this and then you know we show at the next place and then get an email from the other fest going like hey so we heard that you screened 
are you available to like you know and then the next thing you know the film is doing laps around england we've had like five or six screens over there or something and with uh awesome film festival that they have it's called duck and roll uh i was super super proud to have had my uk premiere with them because it was the same place that premiered the frank zappa documentary eat that question you should if you guys haven't seen it you should see it it's amazing it's great um editing on that is just impeccable so good um so yeah we we showed in in finland we showed in all the usual places where you go like oh yeah those guys like metal so <laughs> yeah it was great you know denmark they loved it there it was, it was a good time i'm sure well you had the uh the uh you know the andy la rock part you know that's just almost like chilling you know puts like you know your hair standing up with that kind of thing mm-hmm. so i'm sure they did yeah, love no, them over there yeah um we have a, a well my distress looking into maybe having some in-store things happen in the next couple of weeks um but uh you know that's all i know about it and that's one one happened in rochester think uh this saturday so the day after the release or something just a couple of days maybe they uh this store vinyl something or other i forget looks good they had an in-store screening so that was cool and um, you know i hope people showed up yeah people that's awesome I, i do see that you've done more than just metal related films like with movies uh like moss corner which deals with auto racing and run which addresses uh, depression. What other kind of interesting things uh, that you want want to share? Things that maybe you're coming up that you're involved with. Oh well, um, the thing like the Moss's Corner that you saw is just uh, you know I love cameras and I love cars. So <laughs> metal with this auto racing, and then I saw, I heard the metal, yeah. and I laughed. I thought he's yeah, a metalhead because so you can't just, just get away from it. Exactly right. Well, if you you like a, a, a certain certain things, and and you happen to like cameras too, it's sort of it's easy for things to come together, right? Highway uh, star. So like, what more perfect music <laughs> could you have picked? That was great, but yeah. the run I thought was really interesting. It wasn't what I was expecting. Oh yeah, that's an actual yeah. That's a that's a film short. So things like I just do little doodles, if you will. So Moses Corner is a doodle. Like I just did it because you know my father in law and I go to the racetrack around outside of Toronto as many times as we can fit in, during the summer. So you know sometimes I bring the camera along, and that's what happens. But um, yeah, so but things like the the RX Run one is uh, there. That one is actually coming out at the end of July, and that's uh, that's a more serious sort of project, which was fun to shoot because um, the guy I made it with, he's like my one of my best friends here in town, and he's an audio engineer, and he's like you know does his thing. So he took the time off work, and I took the time off work, and we did it. Again, crowdfunded, self-funded, just to tell that story. But um, we're also sort of filming and hanging out with all these people that are like pretty, they're not metal people at all. So 
it was pretty fun to show up to these, you know, group runs and like group talks and everything. And, you know, one day I showed up with my Cannibal Corpse hoodie and people were like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, and I totally didn't even think about it. I just, uh, cause we, we yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, we shot, we used to shoot two times a week. And so the first, the, for the first couple of weeks, they were like, whoa. So, so it became a sort of a running joke. So what is this band? Where are they from? Oh, cool. <laughs> um, you know, so that was, yeah, it was fun. Um, so that's, uh, no, that was, that was a good, that was a good one. And it's a good story to tell too, like, because a lot of people sort of have to deal with anxiety in one way or another. And it's just about, at least, um, I hate working out, but at least this, you can't deny it, you know, doing sort of running or swimming or doing whatever helps your mindset. So that's basically telling that story. And that was, that was good. And, um, aside from that, we're we just started doing, uh, and I say we, cause like it's a small production company here that we do. Um, we started doing, uh, a historical documentary working alongside a museum here in Canada. Uh, it's outside of Toronto in a place called Hamilton. And they, it's a, an aviation museum and they have most of their collection is still running. They still fly and they fly them on the weekends and you can fly on a big bomber and stuff. So they have been collecting, uh, veteran interviews for about uh, 20 years or so. And, uh, you know, a lot of the world war two vets are no longer with us. So, uh, this there's a uh, group of volunteers at this museum that have dedicated themselves for the last 20 years to just register these stories just you know letting the camera roll and letting them tell their story each their personal from enlistment to discharge and uh, so there's about 400 tapes <laughs> and yeah they've digitized them all uh i don't know if uh whatever you might have to re-digitize or, or whatever depending on, on the resolution because it's been you know it's been 20 years of technology changes but uh we're doing a big sort of project with that and trying to tell their story so it's remembered in a way that it's modern and in a way that it's compelling not just compelling as to what they did because it's really a trip to see this guy and be like wow you know way to go grandpa like strafing a whole armored column of tank like you know these crazy stories but aside from that it's also tell it in a way that is visually appealing you know because not everyone is into history same as not everybody is into death metal but i want him to be at least interested enough in the movie because it's you know the graphics and everything it'll sort of try to keep you in even if the story is a little inside baseball so so that's sort of what we're we're trying to do here. Well, that's a very noble project at that. Uh, as we well, wind, history buffs. That's a, a, well, a bit of a dream come true. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love history. Like stories, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, as we wind this thing down, Felipe, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, we we love the movie. Uh, we wish it, you know, many many uh, great successes. Is there anything you want to add? Anything? you know, ways people can get a hold of you. I know I found you easy enough on Facebook, but anything you wanted to add or, or let people know how to get in touch with you? Um, no, I think you pretty much touched on everything. I'd, uh, 
at this point yeah face like you know i guess whatever needs to be said about the movie has been let out through the facebook page and if there's no update it's because there's no update to be given about you know shipping delays or whatever shipping delays are like amazon things so i don't know anything about that right no i got um, mine i got mine quickly it was yeah, the day after i think the release and chris you I, I, got, I got it mine on the day, day. Of, so yeah sweet yeah awesome no some people i guess it's because uh it's they seems it seems to be just in like the uk because they ship from the u.s but i don't know you know i'm not running the the fulfillment center so i don't know what's going on <laughs> Well, again, Felipe, we really appreciate it. And uh, if you're doing anything, you know, that fits the podcast uh, or an update, big update or something on this, we'd love to have you back. And again, uh, I hope everything uh, works out and it keeps doing well. Awesome. Thank you, dudes. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me and uh, best luck with the podcast. We'll look forward to hearing it. Awesome, man. Thank you, Felipe. Awesome. Thank you. Talk to you later. Mother, mother, man.